1: Hello, hello, it's the Afterbus TV. I am Kate After Show. We're talking tonight about season two, episode two, called Woman of the Year, question mark? Woman yes. of the Year. Quick yes or no, is she the Woman of the Year? Oh, the side High says no. <laughs> um, let's do some quick intros and break it down. Uh, I'm Jeffrey Masters, I tweet from Jeff Masters one yes.
2: And I am Sharjah So. At Char
1: says so. Char says so. We've got a lot to say. Uh, we're still on the bus in the show. We're in New Mexico this episode.
2: By the way, really quickly, that's Jocel with two S's and two L's. You guys are great. Thank. We are we cool to Continue engineers. on. Yes, because you know last week they did one S. Oh, okay. Not so okay. really bothered. And me. I'm Jeff
1: Masters.
2: okay okay Okay. Okay. just kidding
1: um actually i'm not kidding about that at all um (laughs) let's get to the episode they started out with i thought a really nice moment between ella and candace Kane, just like chatting in the back just having girl talk and i thought it was so nice because i just think about ella and she's 18 Mm -hmm. and what an amazing experience and education this is for her
2: yeah, it it was definitely a bonding experience, you could see. And I do see the Natalie Portman in her. I agree with Candace. I can quite put my finger on who she favored, but she does fit fa- very Black Swan.
1: Yeah, she has that, like, Jewish look about her, yeah. too. <laughs> um, I just think, though, about, like, she's... We're literally on the front lines of change regarding just transgender visibility Mm -hmm. and hopefully rights after that. And the people in this bus from like the Kate Bornstein and the Jenny for Finley Boylan's and Caitlyn Jenner, like these are the key players. And Mm -hmm. I think just for her to be here, like hearing these conversations, it's just incredible. Yeah. And I know that the show cannot be didactic at all times. And so I think that the show does better for these kind of moments, like the Ella, Candace Kane moments, Mm -hmm. versus the, like, fluffy bunny moments. Yeah. I I hate it. I'm sorry. I I
2: didn't like fluffy bunny. And the Chandy on the horse. It really showed the really showed Ella's age just in case you forgot she was 18 with the fluffy bunny thing but I actually enjoyed Shandy on the horse I was cracking up to me that was one of the highlights because I feel like this episode was such a drag and I know that's what a lot of you all complain about with this show because they take the docuseries angle so sometimes things may be a little slow but Shandy on that horse was so funny (laughs) to me I loved it I just but thought it, like, went
1: on for too long.
2: And I know now, that, like, that those, it did. you know? I will agree with you with that. It went on for too long.
1: I don't know, I, and I know that they need, like, space out, like, a serious conversation with these funner moments, but I just kind of favor more of the Ella and Candace moments versus, like, look, I'm on a horse, and you're like, okay, you're on the horse, it's funny, move on.
2: It seems like Shandy is being used as uh, sort of like the comedic relief. This yeah. second, like, last week we saw her get locked on the bus and now she's like on the hor like i know don't let the don't let them pimp you sis
1: i know and i feel that can shandy also has a lot of really great points to make and they're kind of just like said like they don't give her the screen time
2: by the way i need to shout her out uh she follows me on twitter i returned the follow so <laughs> shout out to shandy I, I really, I like her. She is one of my favorite characters on the show.
1: Okay, we've got one for two. I'll work on it for next week. <laughs> right. Follow <laughs> Jeff. I think that uh, the show like highlights the sporting cast members, like one at a time. So I'm very much looking forward to them highlighting Shandy in that aspect. Yes, yes. Uh, we need to talk about the serious moments, though. The politics of it all came back again. when. Uh, when Caitlyn said that her mom called and said that she was voting for Trump, I thought that that was a joke that she was making to rally the girls up. But I think she was being you know serious. What I'm going
2: to say? And I was going to come to dear old Esther's defense at first. Because when I first heard that, I was like, okay, well, you know, this was filmed months ago. But when I sat back and really thought about it, Trump came out of the gate swinging, talking, disparaging about Mexicans and building borders and all of this. So it's like... Mm, I don't, like, I want to like Esther. I don't want to tear into an 89-year-old woman, but I do like her. Like, I liked her from last season because I felt like she really was uh, accepting yeah. to Kate, which is very, very rare for people of particular ages. Like, they're kind of like, you know, but um, I guess she realized that she's in the sunset of her life and what's the point of holding grudges and, and, and acting crazy? Against However, your famous daughter. Against your famous daughter. However that was just uh I'm so done with Kate like I'm gonna hang in here for the season but like I said between I was telling Jeff off camera between the things that go down on the show and the things that pop up on my browser every week regarding Caitlyn Jenner is putting more and more of a bad taste in my mouth with her um, I want to have her in
1: studio but <laughs> I do I have so many questions I, um I Uh, I actually think you phrased it better (laughs) off-camera. When we were talking earlier. Because the way you said it to me was that every week, you go in and you root for her. And every week, you want to, like, be won over. And every week, you're just knocked a little bit farther down. Well,
2: you know, it's not that I root for her. It's that I try to root for her. True, yeah. It's just that I've kind of washed my hands of her as of right now. I don't know if I have any faith left in Caitlyn Jenner. By the way, congratulations. She just got named the spokesmodel for H&M Sport. So she keeps making a cute trans dollar, but I think at the end of the day, she is not here for the trans folks. She's here for Kate.
1: It's just like the Tyra Banks moment of, I was rooting for you. We were all rooting yes. for you. We all are rooting for Caitlyn Jenner. I need to redo Jenner. that meme. I need yeah. to redo
2: that meme. I'm not going to say I, I'm rooting for her. I'm not going to say that. I, I'm going to say I try to root for her, because like I said, right now where I stand with this woman, Between the politics and between her very problematic and, like I said last week, dangerous stances on things as it could potentially affect me, I can't root for someone like that. I can't root for someone who I don't feel is rooting for me. And I don't feel like she's rooting for me.
1: I think I root for her in the sense that, like, of the optimism of the possibilities that she could be as a role model and what she could achieve, and yet, it, like, it's very little is happening. Well, are you
2: satisfied with I'm what she's done thus far? Immensely
1: not satisfied. Okay. Also called unsatisfied. <laughs> but, um, no. I just think that she is in the position to create so much change, and she's just kind of, um, uniquely oblivious at yeah. her position. I will say, though, to her defense, I think that she really got it when the girls had this discussion at the dinner after about um, the way she was communicating her points. Because it
2: was scary. I think my favorite person on this show, my favorite person on the show is Jenny Boylan.
1: Really? Well, mine's Kate feel, Bornstein.
2: I feel like I relate to Jenny. I feel like everything that Jenny says, whether it be confessional or in conversation, I just, like, want to throw something at it in a good way. Like, yes, Jenny. Yes, Jenny Boylan. She gets it. She fully, fully, fully gets it. So I'm glad that Caitlin did acknowledge her extremely dismissive and pompous ways uh, at the end when she said, you know, Bruce can come out type thing, which was dumb. Um, because that is you. You are very argumentative and dismissive, but I'm glad that she at least acknowledged it. Like, that's a step. That's a huge step for her, actually, because she acts like a spoiled brat.
1: I mean, Jennifer Finley Boylan just speaks so elegantly, and she's able to communicate herself so well. And she's so generous, too, with everyone. Mm -hmm. And I think that is so rare just to see, like, for lack of a better word, just, like, the grace that she has. Yeah, and she's talked a couple times about wanting to quit the show um, early oh, on, really? and I'm so happy that she did not because we need her on the show. We do.
2: She's like a voice of reason. Because I mean, in fairness, every trans woman walks a different walk for the most part. And when Kate brought up her point, when her and Jenny were going at it on Kate the bus, Bornstein, yes, Kate Bornstein. I'm sorry, let me correct. It's okay, <laughs> um, that I felt like what Jenny contributed. I was I I agree with Jenny because. I walk that same path. My womanhood overrides my transness. This is me. This isn't for every woman. And I don't live in this non-binary, not a man, not a woman. I'm a tranny type. Like I couldn't wrap my brain around that. Like I'm open to it. I'm open to hearing what uh, Kate Borenstein had to say, but that's not me. So I feel like when Kate tells that side of her, she needs to emphasize that that's her because I feel like so many people, oftentimes, so many people are looking for this trans spokesperson for every trans person that they meet. Because then they'd come to, for example, she's going around saying, you know, I'm a tranny, I'm a tranny, I'm a tranny. And then someone could take that and come to a girl like Jenny Boylan and use that very triggering word for her. And it's just like, there's no way to go about it. And I feel like the same can be said about gay men. I know some gay men who have no, no qualms with the F word, you know, the six letter derogatory word, towards gay men. Some people try to flip that and turn that into a term of endearment. And then for other people, that is a very triggering, hurtful
1: word. So even it can be said with the N word too. So... I mean, and I think your point too, there, there's not any one way to be a trans person.
2: Yes, and there's no
1: role, there's no blueprint to this. Yeah, and I think because there's so few trans people in the media, that those people then have a larger responsibility, unfortunately, because they're looked at as like, not one of many examples, but they are the trans person. Yes, And look, well, if, if Kate Bornstein is okay with the word, then exactly. everyone is. Exactly,
2: exactly. But that happens, I know that that happens a lot of time with black people too. Like, especially when it's something, like, problematic or trolling, like when Stacey Dash may say something on Fox News, and then people take that as if she's the the voice of Black Americans. Well, Stacey Dash said, she doesn't speak for me. So Kate Bornstein, in that instance, with the the word tranny, and also with her saying that she doesn't identify as a woman, she identifies as a tranny and living in this whole um, non-binary world, that is not a representation of me because right. I am a woman, yeah. and like I said, for my experience, my womanhood surpasses my transness because that's just how I go about the world. It's how I navigate the world,
1: and so I can't, I can't identify with that. But, but I thought that she really communicated it well, Kate Bornstein, because she, to like, un- I want to honor Jennifer Finley's Boylan's experience, mm-hmm. and uh, she's this like. PTSD around the word, um, which is super normal after what she's gone through. Um, But I also felt for Kate Bornstein that she has fought so hard and that that is what she considers herself to be. Mm -hmm. And for her, it's a celebration. And I, I don't know what the right answer is, but whichever way you fall on the scale of like accepting the word or not, I think that for this to be a conversation on... TV is incredible. Yeah. Just this discussion.
2: It really is. It really is. And it's important. It's necessary. I love that. Like I said, this show would not be what it what it is without these key characters. Yeah. And we needed a Jenny Boylan. And we needed that Kate Bornstein conversation because it's so important. I'm sure somewhere in America, it's a hot button topic right now regarding uh, the T word. In yeah. certain people's lives. So it's good to see. It's good when you have one stance and you get to hear um an objective, well, not obje- an objectifying, like a rebuttal yeah. to that, something to challenge your thought process on a stance. I like things like that. Yeah.
1: So. And I like to, well, Kate Bornstein is a gender pioneer. She, like, more or less, yeah. I think, created gender studies with her uh, Gender Outlaws book, et cetera. And, She has a light-hearted approach to gender, which I really appreciate. Yeah. And um, she's writing another book right now. Uh, When I heard her speak in LA last year that she said she's calling trans, exclamation point, just for the fun of it. Okay. (laughs) So clearly, like, she means that in jest. Yes. But the fact that she's able to write that
2: yeah
1: Uh, side note she said our publishers might make her change the name just because that is a little uh, inciting (laughs) I can imagine with a title like that Um, but I say that just because we like the queer community which I put trans people in is in need of lighthearted work about trans people you know, we... Like, what are you saying? Like, things are too heavy all, all the time? Yeah. Whenever we see, like, a feature film with a trans person, it's the Danish girl. It's Boys Don't Cry. It's this or that. And to see... Until you we, come
2: across her story show. I hope you guys check that out. <laughs> yeah, the web series. That's
1: kind of lighthearted. But, and then, so it was like, wh- I was so excited to see Tangerine this year. Cause Tangerine good. It was good. very funny. It was, it was funny, but it D- was... I know, like and, that story is crazy. I know. It's also like yes, exactly. It's it's dealing with like a crazy serious issue, really, um, and a, a part, unfortunately, a norm, uh, a common part of trans lives often, mm-hmm. um, and the fact that they could deal with it in such a great way. Yeah. Same with the movie that came out last year, um, Boy Meets Girl.
2: Or a I Girl never, Meets Boy. One of never
1: those. Uh, saw that. It did like a little indie festival circuit. Okay. Um, it was more or less a like coming of age romantic comedy, and yet the main girl is a trans girl. Oh. Just really nice. And um, now that I will agree with. We need more um, like
2: representation as far as like light. Yeah, it. we don't always need to see a trans person
1: getting beaten up.
2: Yeah, yeah, because like, that that perpetuates a, a dangerous narrative too. Yeah, if you're constantly seeing certain image images throughout the media, that that can be very you can
1: take that in subliminally yeah. to your subconscious. So I just think that that to have this discussion on the T word on national television, I think it. it I hope. It's just going to be so productive. Mm-hmm. And I think it was handled amazingly. Yeah. Um, going back to the discussion of politics, though, <clears throat> um, when they had the dinner and they kind of were apologizing and um, passing the olive branch, as Kate Warrenstein mm-hmm. said, I thought that that was the most redeemable part of the show for Caitlyn Jenner. You know, it's her show. We still need to like her. And that made me like her a little bit more just because I think she... I think she was able to, like, listen to them when they said the way you communicate your ideas is not productive at all.
2: But see, she listens at her own... My issue with her is that, yeah, she listened, which is good, but she listens when she feels like listening, and I don't like that. That's a very immature quality to me. That's extremely immature. What do you mean when she feels like it? Because Caitlyn has been... People have been saying this for the past two seasons about how she is so brash in her responses and it's almost like she acts off of impulse without giving it any thought. And she's very stubborn and she's very dismissive. We've been hearing it for the last two seasons, including when Chris came over and they had that conversation. So it's just, I don't know. I, I I'm not, I not. don't buy
1: it. I don't buy it. See, just looking at her face during that dinner, I saw a vulnerable side of Kate that I've not seen before. Okay. And I think that I think it was hard to hear like eight women that you respect so much telling you that we, to being told that you scared somebody. Like can you imagine? You were barking yeah. at them, literally barking. It's not, un- mm And I don't think that anyone, like you're saying that people have said this before, I think it's like people in the media, people like not telling it to her face.
2: Yeah, I feel like, I feel like we haven't seen it being told to her face, but I feel like she's been,
1: she's been told that before. Yeah. And I, I just, I hope that it sunk in this time. Like, well, we'll
2: see. We have a, a few more weeks, so we'll see.
1: <laughs> I know, but we have to mention the amazing, like, performance, for lack of a better word, that Kate Bornstein gave, uh, talking about when she came out to her mother. Oh, my, now that was, that was riveting yeah. to hear. Also, uh, that was she, riveting. she tours her one-woman show, and she's written about this a lot before, so, like... Uh, So I feel like we were like given like a preview into it, but Mm -hmm. amazing.
2: Yeah, it was, it was good. It was, I can imagine coming from a two parent household with both parents supporting me. I was never really, matter of fact, I wasn't at all told like, I'm not gonna respect your decision. It wasn't an easy pill to swallow per se, for my parents, but they never disrespected me. They never challenged me. And I honestly think it's because they saw it in me before I saw it in myself. They were just counting down the, or they didn't have a name for it. They didn't have the language for it, but they definitely saw it before I saw it. And um, they didn't challenge it. And I couldn't imagine being in her shoes. Every time I hear stories like that, like I, I do not take for granted that I have both of my parents supporting me. Cause I know that's so, so, so rare, especially uh, when you're black, <laughs> uh. that's very. It's very rare. It's very rare. So I don't. T- that's not something that I take for granted. So that story, when she shared that, I just was on the edge of my seat. I really
1: felt for her in that moment. Yeah, I mean, I it was huge. How long ago was that for you?
2: Um, three years ago. Okay, that's yeah. pretty recent. Yeah, it was three years ago. I always say I came out twice. Once when I was 16, and once when I
1: was 25. Oh, don't age yourself. Shh. We're recording. Oh, I, We're recording.
2: Listen, <laughs> I do not mind. I just turned 28 two months ago. So I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know I'll still look like this at 48, so I'm not tripping. That's actually true. I moisturize true. and drink water. <laughs> and I have not upset the ancestors, so I keep my gift. I won't start looking like Raven or Stacy, so... Oh, my God. <laughs> All that
1: and Chandy follows you on Twitter? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Slow down. This is too much. So I just thought that at the dinner, the discussion of what does it mean to be a woman, where we got that performance from Kate B, mm-hmm. it just, it was like the gold of the show for me. Yeah, It showed me that Caitlin has the chance to actually hear these incredible women and change, and it made me excited to, uh, we're gonna keep watching the show because we're covering it, but it made me a little bit more excited to do so because I thought that the Caitlyn we saw last episode was a, a hard pill to swallow.
2: Combative.
1: Yeah, and I think that this Caitlyn is showing the cracks of wow of I can't speak like I do when I say that only 0.8% of the population is trans, and so why should we care about their rights? Yeah. Why? Because no one else says, and if the trans person in power is not caring about trans rights, no one's going to care about trans rights. That's why. No. That's why I think
2: she's only out for her... I I said it last week, and I think I'll continue to say it. Until Caitlyn Jenner gives me a reason to trust her, I just do not. And she is not... A representation or a reflection of me.
1: In the least. That's true. I don't know that I'm. (laughs) In the least. Yeah. I don't know that I'm able to say whether or not I trust or don't trust her, but I have not lost hope that she could still do great things for the trans community. I'm literally this close to losing hope. Really? The fact of her existence is going to do good things for the trans community. Yeah, her visibility is great. But I think, but why stop there? Those That's are things that are given.
2: That's what I'm saying. Why stop there? I agree. And then, for- what about that account? Not to keep being in this woman's pockets, but there's so much that Caitlin
1: could be doing. Yeah. And I don't want to compare two people's struggles. Caitlin struggled a lot to get to where she was, um, to be able to come out at 65. Yes. And I firmly believe that she's only able to do that because of the work of people like Jennifer Finley Boylan and Kate Bornstein. Yes.
2: For the work of those before her. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: As Jennifer said in this episode, so they fought really hard. Yes. Jennifer has been writing books about this, but they both have been writing books about this. Jennifer was on Oprah a couple of times talking mm-hmm. about what it meant to be trans before people even like knew what the word meant. There were so many
2: women before her, even going back to the Stonewall Riots and Marsha oh, B. Johnson and Sylvia yes. Rivera. There are so many people that came before her. And so it's like these people kind of paved the way to make it easier for you to live your authentic self and you still choose to be an asshole. That's just, I don't, mm.
1: And that's why it's so upsetting for these women to see. Because mm-hmm. they were like, we fought the battle for you and you can't even like remember that. And you don't acknowledge it. Acknowledgement
2: is really, really big. Do you hear me and are you going to acknowledge it? Okay. She doesn't
1: do that. To her to her credit, she acknowledged it by letting- By dismissing it. No, by giving Kate scene the like chance to put the sign on the door. Because that has been a big fight of Kate's for a while. Yeah, it's a small sh- symbol of like it, a but small feet, it, but it's yeah. but it is a symbol that I think that she recognizes the power that she has mm-hmm. and the fight that Kate had. I think that's huge. Yeah, I think that I I I just think that this show is. we live in a big city, we live in like the coast, (laughs) you are trans, like there's a lot of this you already know, but I I think about the people that don't know a single trans person in their life, or don't know that they know a trans person actually. Mm -hmm. And I think that this show is gonna be more powerful for them than us. Yeah, I
2: look at who it's working for, but I also look at the cons of it too. There are pros and cons to this show, so.
1: No, I It depends on how
2: you approach it, and I guess where you live. Like, what your experience is and how you approach the show. Because it can be a little damaging. It can be a little discouraging. It can be a little discouraging.
1: Uh, I, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the longer we go in, in society, what, what am I trying to say? The, um, there are more trans people out there. And there's like, trans visibility will only increase beyond the scopes of Caitlyn Jenner and Laverne Cox. And mm-hmm. so that gives me hope. Um, I have said what I have to say. Do you have anything else before we wrap it up? I, I really don't. I think we covered it.
2: Yeah, this episode was, like I said, it was like a filler episode and we didn't really, we literally talked about everything. Jenny and Kate, Kate's story, the the uh, fluffy bunny, Shandy on the horse, like this, it really didn't have anything, any talking points really. This I episode. know. I'm
1: hoping for better next episode. I, I think so. I think they're holding out the Hillary Clinton stuff for the final like probably even episode. with that, you know, Caitlyn was in the media this week for saying that she
2: thinks Trump would be like E news. I did not know that it was going to be part of the show, but E news ended up tweeting it, and I responded. If you follow me on Twitter, then you saw the hey. GIF I responded with. So it's just like I just I feel like Caitlyn trolls us on purpose. Like I feel like at this point, she's just doing little things to keep her name mentioned to she... keep her name in the in the
1: blogosphere because she... She does have reality TV experience, and she is an executive producer on this show. Yes, she knows what needs to happen and not having to make a successful show. And she
2: wants to keep. And the ratings aren't doing that well. So if she keeps trolling us during the week, that's going to pique people's interest. So she's she's never off the brain, as people are constantly talking about her. So it's like, oh, I forgot I am Kate is on. Girl, let me check that out on Sunday.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I've I'm so I have such mixed feelings about her. Um, all right, where can the good people find you while we're not doing this show? Okay, Throughout
2: I'm at Sharsesso on everything, include included. So, yeah, Fantastic. on everything. You can tweet me, Facebook Tell me. me one more time how to spell your last name. J-O-S-S-E-L-L.
1: <laughs> Fantastic. And uh, I tweet from Jeff Masters 1. Guys, we'll see you next week. Good night.